0: Hello, and welcome to Recruitment in the Modern World. I'm Shara Beckley, and in this episode, we focus on the topic of how to provide a great induction for new recruits. To discuss this, I am pleased to have with me Fiona Wilson, Managing Director of FJ Wilson Talent Services. Welcome, Fiona. Thanks, Sarah. Brilliant. Diving right in. When would you say the induction process begins? And now I know we we sort of flagged this a, a little bit in our previous episode, which was centered on the onboarding process. And we asked this question, you know, does it begin with the first day at work?
1: Yeah, I think we did chat about it, didn't we, in the last episode? And our view is absolutely not. I think <laughs> the induction the induction process has to start before the first day to provide Mm -hmm. the new recruit with a strong idea of what the induction is going to involve. And of course, if there aren't any practicalities, when restrictions ease post COVID around travel, et cetera, Mm -hmm. to have certainly communicated those so the individual can make any necessary personal arrangements. But yeah, the induction process and giving that overview absolutely needs to be communicated before the first day excellent and and
0: presumably it's important to like you said basically but integrating it into the recruitment process ASAP what's the best
1: way to do that I think it's all about the it goes back to the planning stage and the design mm. I think inductions can suffer sometimes from falling into the communication of practicalities, which we'll come back to, and unprepared setup of various sort of meetings which don't necessarily relate back to the key performance indicators, which Mm. are used to identify whether that hire has been a good one and also for the actual recruit, whether this has been a good move for them too. So the best way to integrate the new recruit ASAP is to really step back and isolate what is going to integrate that recruit, but also what's going to enable them to be as successful as possible and really sort of breaking that down. Yeah. So, a lot is now spoken about the values piece. Some of our clients have a values based interview as a standalone with HR running alongside a competency based interview with a panel for the role itself. Mm. So the continuation of that dialogue with the new recruit in the induction around the importance of the values piece is, of course, then super important so that it rolls up cohesively Mm. into the annual appraisal where evidence is sought, then, for example, about how that employee has demonstrated that. So the values piece needs to be factored in. The other one, of course, which probably I should have started with, but it's around the practical matters, for example, email address, telephone, mobile, mm-hmm. IT equipment, and really making sure those are in place before the recruit's first day and making sure those are tested so they don't become a real source of irritation and frustration, which can start dampening the new uh, recruit's feelings right. mm-hmm. yeah, and experience, yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. And of course, without doubt, it's around relationships and those have become more pronounced for traditionally office based structures, which have been um, forced into remote based ones, it's thinking and reviewing the induction process to make sure that there are the relevant check in points mm-hmm. um, because you can't see the behavior of that individual as you would be able to observe in a physical setting. Right. But also making sure that the critical relationships are firmly established and positively established from week one. Onwards. And then the final bit, of course, is designing an induction, which is all tied into that probationary review. So the probationary review, of course, again, does work both ways. Candidates are known to make the decision that this role isn't right for them and the employer isn't right for them. We often only focus on the probationary review being something which is employer led around. Uh, sort of the meeting of the key KPIs. So again, thinking about the induction um, mm. and designing it to make sure that everything builds towards that probationary review meeting, which I'm sure we'll come on to in another sort of sort of area of the episode, is is again sort of super super important. And all of those things combine to help integrate the new recruit as soon as possible.
0: Excellent. So, so really looking at those two pieces all for the goal and purpose of integration Mm -hmm. and and if we were to unpack that a little bit more Fiona and specifically looking around the communication aspect what kind of information can you send
1: them? Well I think when you're communicating with the recruits pre-start or sort of during the induction, it perhaps again needs to be unpacked to use your sort of phrase into those mm. sort of different areas of the induction plan and breaking it down. So again, it is cohesive; it makes sense, and being open that the induction is is designed to achieve integration, but also designed to enable that new recruit to get um, into the role for which they've been employed to do and to be performing in that. As soon as possible, mm-hmm. so breaking that down a little bit, um, if we go back to the relationships aspect, it's making sure that that recruit is introduced to other members of the team and the wider organization, but being perhaps quite systematic about how that is set up to make sure that the layering of that activity builds in the right way and makes sense to the individual involved. it's having those meetings for the recruit with key personnel, all set up to take place during preferably sort of the first couple of weeks. Mm. Another way to integrate on a practical level was to consider scheduling time to be spent shadowing a colleague in a comparable role, if that's possible, mm. and there is a comparable role. And always a winner is providing the recruit with a buddy. And that buddy doesn't necessarily have to come from the team. In fact, it's sometimes better for them to have a buddy from a from another team and that can be in a completely different department be that finance be that marketing be that customer service whatever it's making sure that that person has a go-to to to continue that orientation of their employee experience that's such a good point and it actually made me
0: think about you know as you talk about the buddying um etc other stakeholders such as those outside of the organisation. Is there a way to include clients, for example, in this Mm. process?
1: Yeah, I think absolutely is the answer. Again, sometimes that is done well and sometimes it's easily overlooked. So for any roles that have that external facing aspect, be that with suppliers or with customers or with both, it's introducing the recruit by providing a bio a good example of that is we use an external accountant being, you know, a small company and what she's really good at doing is when she expands her team is sending out a bio to her customers to introduce that individual and that has mm. you know lots lots of benefit might not be necessarily dealing with that individual but yeah. from a supplier perspective it shows that they are you know doing well they're expanding mm-hmm. the team it's interesting to see that supplier you know increase in terms of what what they're doing but I think again if you're if 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 it's for an external stakeholder having already introduced the recruit by a bio is a, is a great great way before facilitating a introductory meeting of some description excellent
0: and um switching gears slightly thinking more around now professional development hmm. do you see the induction process
1: as separate from that or are they part of the same thing Well, I think on a wider level, Shara, we we talk a lot now in the talent space about effective performance management, and that needs to be something that is perpetual and goes on in the round. So in answer to your point, I do think the induction process should include professional development from the very start. And the way to go about that is perhaps analysing the job specification and identifying the recruit's learning needs actually in advance of them starting the organisation, then having that dialogue with them very early on to make sure that there is that buy-in to those needs, that they feel that they are correct and also mm-hmm. to understand if there are, are any other gaps and inviting the recruit to suggest what they'd like to be covered in their induction is again a great way to continue to develop that psychological contract and that real sense that this has been a great move for them. And then scheduling again those learning sessions and reviewing those sessions to assess learning. And in that area, that again could be built into the probationary review because the probationary review can include, of course, a different set of KPIs. They don't just have to be around measures relating to particular tasks. They could also Mm. be key performance indicators based on the acquisition of knowledge too sure sure and and presumably now with the induction process um
0: as as you take us on what rightfully goes beyond sort of a day in induction to Mm. taking us to that point of probation this process will need
1: to be monitored and reviewed Mm. right what tips do you have for that purpose Well, again, thank you for that question. I think it's, again, being clear from the start, and that's why preparation before the new recruit starts is just so important, is establishing the key performance indicators that will be used for reviewing that individual in the first 90 days or 180 or six months point. So wherever that probation is contractually agreed, because that does tend to be one month, three months, six months, often tied into either the specialist or the senior nature of the role. Mm -hmm. It's working back from that point in terms of design for the induction. So, of course, making sure that the new recruit is really clear, uh, that can be done before they start, of course, as to what those measures will be and involving them in that sometimes when it includes professional development areas as we've just mentioned Mm -hmm. but it's making sure that there are sort of really regular touch points with the recruits manager hr the hiring managers boss team to really assess in the round the progress often again when we look at sort of talent development and talent management we use reports you know called sort of 360 reports in large organizations where the individual is assessed assesses themselves the team managers assess that manager in that context the boss etc so it's assessing that individual in the round i think again probation should be about that you can do some check-in with the particular stakeholders appropriately to get feedback about how that relationship has gone in terms of handover, assessing how that individual is coming across or not with regards to other critical internal stakeholders, their team. So again, it's being really clear about how you're going to assess that individual at the probation in order for that to be passed. But likewise, it's perhaps also having a dialogue with that new recruit about how they're going to be assessing Mm. whether this has been a good move for them. That is often the piece that is overlooked. And neither side wants to have a surprise at that meeting (laughs) um, (laughs) to say, actually, this isn't working for me. And I think the key thing to remember is that that can come from the employee Mm. as well as the employer. So it's making sure, as always, that there's really joined up communication and that It is a two way relationship between the employee and the employer and that everything is super clear about what good looks like for both parties at that point of review.
0: Excellent. Um, which I feel like you have answered my final question. Which you know, as we've gone through um, this episode, there are a number of strong elements which I hadn't considered before when thinking about inductions. You know, that the the journey that joined up piece from thinking about how do we bring to life the company's values, employer brand. You know, this is your job description. This is who you need to meet. To joining that up to the all important probation meeting and review, and what good looks like on both sides. But in your own words, as my final question, what would you say a successful induction looks like?
1: I think a successful induction is one that all ties into the probationary review, because the design of that induction needs mm. to flow be cohesive and link to those markers, which enable both parties to establish whether this has been a successful engagement. So, for me, a successful induction is around a design that is all tied into. That particular review. So you can ascertain not just the performance markers for the role, but Mm -hmm. also markers around that individual's acquisition of knowledge. And of course, how both parties feel about each other as well. Excellent.
0: Thank you, Fiona. I know that you have definitely given us some practical guidance on this topic. And, you know, not just for established employers and sort of rethinking about any gaps in, in what they're doing, but also for smaller organizations who might have, you know, one central team wearing many different hats. Just to finish, you are MD of FJ Wilson Talent Services. So how can you help employers in this area?
1: I think the way that we can help employers is as part of our recruitment service, having that truly consultative, wider conversation around talent acquisition, but also the talent piece. Mm. What we can share with our clients is a quite vast amount of qualitative and quantitative feedback around employees' experience across a range of organisations. And we can often provide some new ways of thinking for that organisation around what a better way could look like tied into the rhetoric of what they're trying to achieve. So I think the way in which we can help clients is providing that expert consultation of the wider agenda for talent and the employment market. Awesome.
0: And For those who might not know,
1: where can listeners go to find out more? I think the most important thing is to talk to us. And the best way you can do that is to call on 0203 195 3600. Or, of course, drop us an email to info at fjwilson.com. Or, of course, if you want to scan over broadly what we do or look at our case studies, you can go to our website, which is fjwilson.com. Wonderful.
0: Thank you, Fiona, and thank you to our listeners. And please do take a look at all the other episodes from one till six that has really looked at recruitment in the modern world. The music for this episode comes courtesy of the composer, Harry Chalmers.